Welcome to Sustain This, a podcast where we discuss mindful consumption, personal style, and the quest for living a more intentional life. I'm Alyssa, a sustainable stylist. And I'm Christina, a shopaholic turned minimalist-ish. And I'm Sina, a color consultant and slow fashion style coach. Together, we will unpack the nuances of what it really means to be a conscious consumer and find more joy in what we have right now. So grab your tea, your coffee, or whatever floats your boat and join us in the conversation. Let's go. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back. So good to see you. Um, so today we're talking about a topic that I'm really excited about. And I think it's a topic that's been making the rounds a little bit in the sustainable fashion space. We've we've been seeing more people talking about how um, style is self-care and a form of self-love. And recently, um, one of my favorite podcasts, Conscious Chatter, did a whole episode about how we need to sort of start looking internally in order to create change. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and I know that there is kind of this, also this idea that self-care is like taking bubble baths and like doing all these cutesy fun things when really it's not. I think it's a lot of internal work um, that we've spoken about before. Like Sina, you've talked about identity work and Christina, I know you've spoken about how budgeting is a form of self-care and like taking yeah. control of your financial future is a form of self-care. And I love that. Um, so what are, I'm going to throw, throw it to, to both of you. Like when you hear the words fashion or personal style of self-care, what, what comes to mind? I think for me, like for the longest time, and I think we, we, uh, yeah, we might've talked about this before, but for the longest time when I got into like slow fashion and minimalism, there's like this general conversation about fashion being frivolous. I also think that, you know, there was this general conversation about like what you wear won't change the world. It's not going to change your day. And really like neglecting the years of scientific research proven by like psychologists yeah. and philosophers that what we we are what we wear like what we wear does you know have an impact on how other people perceive us but also how we feel so that's definitely like what immediately comes to mind is that I've been on this journey personally from being you know going from being really into fashion and then going full-on minimalist and being like oh fashion's not that important I only need one of each to now like kind of finding my way back to a more balanced approach I totally agree. I feel like I went through the exact same evolution when it came to my own personal style and like accepting it as something that is part of what I enjoy and like to do and like to feel authentically. Actually, it's kind of funny. All three of us were chatting last night and we were talking about values. And if things feel out of alignment with your values, you're going to feel really yucky. And I feel like after a while in when I was personally in pursuit of the whole like Steve Jobs minimalist wardrobe, the black t-shirt, oh, yeah. the jeans. And like, I can, I totally appreciate how having less choice makes things easier. Um, and how, you know, the whole, this like CEO mindset of like, oh, I have too many important things to think about than what I'm going to wear. So I'll just wear the same thing every day. And I'm like, that's fine. I can appreciate that. And if that helps you, great. But for me, and as you guys say, it's a form of self-expression. It's something that feeds you and invigorates you and makes you feel good and excited. And, and as like, as you say, the psychological aspect of enclosed cognition, like, which is what you wear affects your performance and how you feel and what you do and your self-perception. 
So for me, personal style, not even personal style, just like getting dressed and Mm. taking time to do that for myself is one of the highest forms of self-care that I've realized I could practice. And if someone thinks that's frivolous, then like, you know, screw you. I don't know. Like I can't. (laughs) It, It really, it bugs me. It bugs me now because I used to think it was really stupid and I feel um like the whole getting dressed and like having a a larger wardrobe and like I used to tell myself like you have more important things to think about you have better things to think about and I feel like I was just being so toxic to myself and so it's just like I kind of think back on that time and I almost feel bad and that Mm. I just like couldn't accept what it is I authentically enjoyed and I kept fighting against it for so long yeah I think that's that's a very very, yeah a very like strong discovery that you've made there yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how about you Alyssa what do you think about like when you hear fashion is self-care yeah I think it's like a sum of of both of your points um that we can't we can't really do good in the do good in the world look like we're not all mother Teresa, but like we can't really move through life in the way that we want uh if we don't feel good about ourselves right like it kind of goes to that whole like you can't really love others until you love yourself blah 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 like mm-hmm. that goes way deeper but it's it's yeah. true like how can you really help those in your community all these things if you're not really stepping into who you are so that kind of i was actually wondering you mentioned values, um, but I was want to put the question to both of you. What if someone doesn't know their values? Like, what if what if people are still learning about themselves? What are some steps that you both took to kind of um, look inside and discover what it was that you valued? Was it trial and error? Did you do like journaling? Like, what what was it? And then how did those steps inform your style? I think it's not necessarily like a straight way forward. We I think you know. Yeah, exactly. And it's very much a feeling like we talked about in one of our previous episodes that when you get dressed, we always like I think it was you, Christina, you mentioned that you always refer to it as something feels off. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just like an immediate gut feeling that this is this isn't right. Like it's and you need to kind of you need to pay attention to that and respect the way you're feeling, I think, and not like ignore that. Yeah. And, And I think it's also like. Yeah, definitely like listening to your gut in terms of what feels good, what you enjoy. But I think even starting with like, what are your hobbies? How do you like to spend your free time? What movies, cities, magazines, fashion icons inspire you? Like what, mm-hmm. I think it's like really looking for what, what kind of, I don't know, I want to say what turns you on, but like yeah. gets you excited. Yeah, yeah. Gets you going. <laughs> you know? Totally. Just yeah. to say you can't figure that out through clothing. I, I actually, there's mm-hmm. a quote in Fashion of Psychology, the book, which is uh, clothing is a medium through which the self is realized. So I think it kind of shows that it's our, our self, like our identity is very much like intertwined with what we wear so maybe you can like make those discoveries as you get dressed and figure out who you are and what your what your values are that way yeah I had to do oh I went to therapy for it (laughs) I mean because when I was like at the time I was like going through debt and I had a very like negative relationship with myself and like a lot of negative self-talk and like very kind of like um 
my way to like power through I like I want I push through a lot of stuff and like a very sort of like David Goggins like stay hard mindset and then I had to sort of like learn to be more gentle with myself and like figure out why I was pushing so hard against something that clearly subconsciously or consciously I really wanted but I wouldn't allow myself to have or to do for a long time so I mean honestly um but one one thing I remember um, someone saying to me is like, who are you without this certain identity? So in my case, it was like, who am I without at the time I was getting out of debt? And once I got out of debt, I was like, now what? Now what? Now what do I do? Now what do I enjoy? And it's like, who are you without this financial goal associated with your identity? Mm-hmm. And then that's when I kind of had to start rediscovering like other things. What are the things that I actually enjoy? What are the things that are my hobbies? And I kind of like thinking back in my life, I feel like that's how I've been with a lot of things. Like first, you know, it was like studying really hard to get into pharmacy school. And then it was studying to become a pharmacist. And then once I did that and got in my career, I'm like, now what do I do? What do I like? I haven't read a book for leisure in years. So it's like, I think it's kind of, peeling back things in your life and like other goals and um, whatever you almost have like tunnel vision about, because I think we can get really caught up in life of like, uh, you know, like being your career and like, if you have kids and all those things are part of like, yeah, like all of those things are part of your identity. But like, if you had to strip all that away, who are you and what do you like for completely yourself? Um, And I think that can start to lead you into figuring out what your values are and figuring out uh, the next steps in getting to know yourself, even Mm. before the clothes and the closet and all of that. Yeah. And then ultimately figuring out how you can show that through what you wear and how you can kind of let that be part of what you wear. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Do you guys practice any like fashion self-care habits? Because I feel like sometimes when we talk about fashion as self-care, people will kind of uh, misunderstand it with shopping as self-care, which is Mm. a totally different thing. So do you guys have any like fashion self-care habits? You Like, for example, that could be spending time on planning your outfit for tomorrow or... um, uh, Christina, I saw that you just you you got the new like uh, the uh, digital wardrobe app index, oh, yeah. <laughs> like digitizing your wardrobe and like mm-hmm. having a, a nice time, like putting together outfits. I feel like that those are all like kind of fashion self-care habits or acts of, of self-care connected to fashion. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any like form of habits you like to to do in that sense? I know Alyssa does. That's for sure. Wait, which one? <laughs> Gratitude queen. Gratitude. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. It feels so natural that you kind of forgot. That oh, thank yeah. you. I was like, oh wait, I was thinking more. Oh, that's so good. Oh, thanks, Christina. For yeah, I was thinking more like on the clothes. I was like, oh my god, what do I do with my clothes? But yeah, the grat always gratitude. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> gratitude always in the morning. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think in terms of habits, I feel like just simply taking the time to get dressed every day. Um, mm. Like I'm doing a lot of work from home now and sometimes I'm I actually 
a few episodes ago, we did talk about work from home style and Alyssa talked about having like an indoor shoe. And honestly, you're right. It's such a game changer. That's a tangent. I I need to try it. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I'm like, like I have all these like cute flats that it's way too cold to wear right now in January or whenever we're recording this episode in the wintertime. And uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, I can wear them inside. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like allowing yourself, even though you're not going anywhere. Yeah. 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 And I think, I mean, honestly, that kind of ties back into personal style and clothing as a form of self-care because I'm taking the time to get dressed and like cognitively, emotionally, like I'm, it's some, it's, it's that feeling I'm invoking. Yeah, like I want to yeah. feel good. I don't want to be like in my leggings yeah. mm-hmm. all day. No, because what happens when you do that is you're subconsciously telling yourself that today is not worth it. Like today is not worth yeah. getting dressed for. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've like out loud said that too. So you're right. I agree. I never thought yeah. about that. Yeah. Really good point. Mm-hmm. That's like a so like a little, little celebration gem. of each day to get dressed. It's like a little victory every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that doesn't mean that you have to like put on your best dress pants or like wear a blazer in the house all day, you know, <laughs> um, but it's like, what can you do in your everyday just to feel a little bit more elevated and like you, you put time into yourself. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's putting on blush or like doing your hair. Mm. It doesn't have to be just clothing. Mm. It's, um, or yeah. just putting on a lip gloss or something, right? Like something small yeah. that makes you just feel that little bit extra put together yeah so you can carry yourself more I actually just bought like a little really silly like a little leopard scrunchie because I wear my hair back quite a lot you know (laughs) I feel like that's such a stereotypical like mom thing I just need my hair to be out of the way Um, but I feel like you know even on the days where I'm not wearing makeup and I'm wearing something really simple just like that little pop of leopard is like oh I actually made a little bit of an effort today I love it (sighs) Leopards what in. Leopards yeah, leopard back. Is. Leopards back. I mean, I feel like it never went away. Leopard's such a classic. It's like I such know. A, yeah. Right. Like it's so good. We we need to go. We need to talk about this. The oh, the mob I'm, wife trend. That's going to be in another episode. I'm leopard fully. <laughs> oh yes. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Secondhand find. I'm. I'm. Are, not they, I was quite, say, are those new? Yeah. Yeah. They were a secondhand hey. find. Like really, Great. really. Not. I don't want to say cheap, but like they were. I've all, like leopard is a neutral. I mm. firmly believe. Oh, I agree. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I should just try them out. I'm not Those sure are good. Yet. I love the kitten heel. I love the pointed yes. toe. Yeah, pointed toe is really like my favorite. hundred percent. Yeah. Pointed just toe. Just while we were on the topic of like... leopard. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do a whole episode on that or like what are like oh, must yes. haves to like? Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. that could be fun. I think yeah. we should. Mm-hmm. And that that's a fun one. Okay. Okay. Good little tangent there. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's talk about it. So Cena got some new, new to her secondhand boots in leopard in a, in a vibe. So like, you know, some people, for those of, for those with the mindset of like, oh, that's so frivolous. I can't believe you wasted money on that versus you who perhaps, well, I mean, talk us through it. How, is there a way that you felt like buying those boots was an act of your own personal style self-care nurturing that um I just feel like yeah it's kind of to what we talked about like kind of um getting out of that um whole fashion is frivolous thing and kind of celebrating yourself more I feel like the same thing with like the stereotypical minimalist wardrobe I think it's probably 
me trying to break free from that a little bit mm -hmm. because for years I wanted like one of each like one white t-shirt one gray t-shirt one black blazer all of the stereotypical which are great like, I love those core pieces still and it, for me like they're definitely doing it for me but there are also like little quirks that I love more that I'm trying to kind of let allowing myself to explore even if the, it means that you know being a content creator you won't have the most I don't know minimalist aesthetically pleasing feet on Instagram I don't know sometimes you get kind of caught up in that you know the stereotypical minimalist the whole minimalist aesthetic Mm -hmm. um so I think it's it's kind of myself trying to break free from that because I do like that unexpected edgy quirk like adding that to my outfits I actually really do yeah. love that um even though it feels a little bit daring and a little bit statement to me um I like when I walked down the the shopping alley this morning I felt like people were just like looking at my feet <laughs> and I got really you know conscious oh. about that But it was like, you own know, it. I, own it. yeah, I yeah, it. you kind of need to lean into that. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I'm trying to And how to do you feel that. wearing the boots? I, I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I think awesome. sometimes maybe it's like uh, being afraid to show that you actually, because I feel like a le per, pair of leopard boots, you're definitely showing people that you're into fashion. And maybe we're afraid to do that sometimes, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the times, I feel like we're used to like, making ourselves smaller in some way or like disappearing in some way getting out of people's way yes so if you're yes. wearing a loud something loud it's like no I'm here you know yeah I think it's a way yeah. to express that yeah you're so right yeah totally I kind of like how that's almost like something that you can practice if you're someone who does struggle with um taking up space or anything like that it's almost a good little exercise that you yeah. can do to work to build that muscle of self-confidence and asserting yourself and affirming who you are yeah. through clothing you're so right yeah yeah that's also a form of self-care yeah Mhm. Mm because you're practicing because I think as women especially as you both said like it's it, we've been taught to not take up space and to just be passive and Mm -hmm. so and literally be smaller like be in yeah. terms of like physically smaller physically. you know like yeah. and wafy and like all of you yes. know so it's just yeah it's uh no it's sweet to take up space and be strong and feel strong and mm -hmm. feel bold if you want to you know it's funny speaking of like internal sort of our inner confidence and what we buy and what we wear there was someone I got a comment recently on a video that was like, I can't believe you have a designer bag. I didn't think you were that shallow. This shows that you have Ugh. no, wait, it gets better. This, this shows that I, the, the, the fact that the, someone made like such a direct correlation to owning a designer bag with having And she said, well, it's clear you have zero self-confidence and you need a designer bag to bring up, like, to, to make you feel good about yourself. Come on. I, That's <laughs> like... Yeah. yeah anyway, And I just... I, oh it, my God. It, yeah. the, the irony of this comment made me so... Like, and I didn't even... I don't know. I don't know if I'll respond. I just... Like my heart is telling. So... No, don't respond. That's you know I, those. Yeah, kind of, like... I feel like those kind of comments are meant to like piss you off and just like go out into the ether. And I feel like if you spend more time on it, then yes, 
like sometimes 100%. they never see it again so it's just like no girl bye. yeah but <laughs> exactly so like yeah. I didn't want to give it any energy but I thought it was an interesting it's a I very it limiting so that's so limiting it's such a limiting belief to me I mean there's a yes. lot of reasons why we may want to buy designer but like you know that's something that you you love that bag are you talking about the Loewe bag oh you love that bag you use that bag also it is like one of the most like quiet like it's not like decked out in in logo not to say that that's fine if you like if you want that too who cares but like come on (laughs) right and that's I that mindset I feel like I have a video coming out on my channel talking about like this is a money mindset that Mm. um I feel like I had to overcome in the sense of like if you want to treat yourself or like buy something expensive or some whatever it is like mm-hmm. or even just the mindset that like have all people who have money are evil or like yeah. buying designer goods are evil there's you know there's a lot of psychology around it and like mm-hmm. you know maybe a lot of the people that carry those things are possibly you know they could be broke they could be stretching themselves mm-hmm. but like you know what you did, what you took, the process of of deciding that you wanting, deciding that you wanted, deciding that you are going to acquire it and using it and wearing it, and like you earn the right to buy that bag and enjoy it. And I just, I just feel like it's a very limiting and and. Uh, yeah, lim- it's a limiting mindset. It's very small-minded. Mm. Yeah, sorry, not small-minded, but I thought it was I just thought it was so interesting because it completely ignores the complexities of being human. And like it was actually the the irony is that I only was able to buy that bag because I had finally found confidence in myself and I had done so much like internal work on on asserting myself and learning how to love myself and all these things and it's like now I I really felt like like you said I earned that bag and I I'm so happy so it was it was a completely backwards comment on so many levels and I think I think yeah like like you said Christina like it's it's a very limiting belief it's a limiting belief also not in the sense of like you know we could talk about the money mindset of it but like in terms of the um fashion is frivolous mindset Uh or like women Mm. buying a designer bag is frivolous but buying a ford f-150 truck or a whole garage full of tools for for you know for uh for men is fine no one ever says anything bad about that so it's just like women are i feel like we're we have such a microscope under us ultimately like our fashion choices is also and i think you know it's it's the whole thing about belonging to a certain group and wanting to belong Mm -hmm. in a certain group so it's like you know it's yeah just let people be and like yeah it's yeah I completely agree yeah yeah and you know what so and I find because I feel like I had that mindset too for a very long Mm -hmm. time um that that kind of like that fashion is frivolous or like designer is a scam but I mean like I don't know um I I buy it I enjoy nice things um but I feel like I did a lot of work to get to that spot. And like, for me, it's important to not make those things like, you know, those things aren't making you go broke and they're not, 
Um, they're not like a cover up for something else, which I used to use it as. There's a really great, if you have like trouble with this mindset, I really recommend um, Ramit Sethi's content. He's a financial creator. He's written a book. He's got a podcast, all really, really great content about money psychology. And he talks about this quite often in the sense of you with your money, you have to kind of dig deep into what your values are and what it is, what is it that you can spend extravagantly on where you feel guilt-free and that you're living. And so it's part, it's an extension of what he calls a rich life. So it could be travel. It could be designer. It doesn't matter if you, if it makes you excited and that's part of your rich life and, and you can afford it, that's the caveat, have at it, you know, Mm -hmm. that's because your money is a tool to be able to do that. Um, And I just think, you know, with the money psychology and then thinking like, oh, designer is silly or I shouldn't buy clothes or like these, all these things are frivolous. I feel like it just makes, it plays small to me. It's Mm. a shame. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, again, it's, it's, it's important to not, you know, get confused with, you know, shopping as self-care. Like it could Mm be, I'm not saying it's not because it is like a a form of leisure for some people, but, um, but it's just to say again that it could also be like an, a toxic way of not having to deal with certain emotions. So mm-hmm. I, co- I totally get why people like go on that. I don't know, go in that direction sometimes. But other than that, I mean, I, I, totally I did for agree. years, right? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. yes. So yeah, you would know how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's deeper reasons. But I think yeah. like. But saying it's inherently yeah. bad. That's so black and white. It's not. Yeah. It's so black and white. So, yeah. I don't know. The internet is really missing nuance. I'm sorry you got that comment. Yeah. That's yeah. like. No, it's okay. I mean, it's like you guys have had comments like that before too, I'm sure. And it's. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you for the <laughs> the girl power. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was yeah very not nuanced. Um, I was actually. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Christina. Go ahead. Oh, no. I mean, I was just going to say like. um. And it is a privilege to be able to buy mm-hmm. designer or to spend extra money on your wardrobe and clothes and all that. I'm not saying that that's like that's a very important um, aspect of it all, but I think you know, no matter what your budget is, no matter what you're buying, there's still ways to. I think it's important to still feel excited, and like this is a part of this is a, some like part of your ritual that you can take to to like give yourself some <clears throat> to show yourself some love and and enjoy mm. the process of getting dressed and feeling good about yourself yeah. and mm. I think many people can relate to that if it if it's a more special item it's just you know the whole emotional uh durability we talked about like mm. if you feel more emotionally attached to that item then you're more likely to keep it and to wear it so that's the important thing right no matter whether where that piece came from and I think from a, if we're looking at it also from like a slow fashion perspective, I like how, I think we've spoken about this before, maybe not, but how, if we're looking at adding pieces to our closet, um, I think it's important maybe to remember that, you know, no matter how much or how little we're looking at spending, the whole point is that when you're adding something to your closet, it's still, it's, it's like an investment in yourself right? Like mm-hmm. you're going to be the one wearing the piece. So y- you you have to kind of consider it. You have to consider like, what is it that you're bringing into your, 
into your life because this Mm. thing is going to take up space in your closet. It's going to like stare you in the face every morning when you open your closet. Is it going to make you feel good? Is it a piece that's going to make you feel good or is it going to make you feel guilty? Is it going to make you... You know, yeah. is it going to remind you that, oh, I have to lose five pounds or like, what the, what's, no, like buy things that, that fit you now and make you feel good. And I think consider, consider every addition as an investment, whether it's, whether it's $2 thrifted or $5,000 saved for three years, because ultimately it's, it's an investment in yourself that is yeah. beyond financial. And that should be like. I hate, sorry, I hate the word should, but should I know? I would really love <laughs> for those purchases, whether they be $2 or $5,000, because remember, all of that is relative to the person. I would really love for it to always be something that you are excited about. Like, mm-hmm. you're not losing if you make that purchase. It's something that you thought about, you're excited about, no matter what anybody else thinks. Because the way you spend, the way you decide to spend your money, your time, all of that, it's, I really want that to be something that you feel joyful and guilt-free about. Mm. Mm. It's a positive process, right? And that to me is the positive part of self-care too. When, like in, in the in the relationship with yourself in the sense of like not judging yourself about it. Because I think like, I think the, the problem with all of that, at least for me, especially when it was like the whole minimalism and fashion is frivolous and, you know, Steve Jobs is my style icon thing is like, there was almost this like moral attachment to it. Mm -hmm. Like if I like clothes, if I have too many clothes, then like morally, ethically, I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. And I just like it's not that or, black and white. Or you're like less intelligent or whatever. Like there's so many there's yeah. a lot of shame attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. There even is around the discourse around like developing your personal style, even like mm-hmm. I think because people are just talking about it so much that it almost feels like it's a yeah, it feels like a moral failing if you haven't found yours or something. And it's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a lifelong journey. Just wanted to bring that in because I think it's like, I mean, and there are like ethical attachments to it in terms of like overconsumption and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. It's it's nuanced, but I think like mm-hmm. you're not a bad person if you like fashion, if you want to invest in your wardrobe and mm-hmm. in yourself, like no. <laughs> I kind of hope people look at the podcast as like a form of self-care, especially if you like fashion, because Aww. for me, like I definitely mm-hmm. feel like ever since we started, um, Maybe that's where I, you know, I started to like allow myself more and not be so, you know, one thing is to be kind of ashamed of what I do because it's mm-hmm. so not normal where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just like the celebration of clothes in general, like getting back to that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. is, you know, connecting with other like-minded people who, who also like fashion, I think is also a form of, of mm-hmm. self-care in fashion. I wonder if you're talking about the element of like community, because when you have that sense of community, that's a really beautiful value. And, um, and it is like having, like you said, like having other people who celebrate, seeing other people, giving, giving permission to ourselves and others to enjoy style and work on it in a, in a considered and thoughtful way. I think that sense of community, knowing that you have that community, um, is a form of self-care, yeah. you know, and participating mm-hmm. in that. 
Yeah, completely. Yeah. And I think kind of bringing it back to values, I think it's like some people will value having a smaller wardrobe, like maybe having less choice and, you know, kind of like a Courtney Carver Project 333 sort of goal in mind. And I think that's fantastic because, I mean, if you think about it, no one really cares what you're wearing, but if you care, that's what matters, right? Yes. So I think whether you're aiming for like a smaller wardrobe that's very edited and just very easy to grab and go versus like a larger curated museum of a wardrobe or a maximalist wardrobe, it's like, again, that all kind of comes back down to to values and what gives you energy rather than takes it away. Yeah. So it's going to be a very individualized decision, but I think it's like really, really thinking about what it is you want out of your wardrobe and how you want your wardrobe to serve you. That comes back down to like really knowing what you want and owning that. And I think the owning part is the hard part sometimes. A hundred percent. That's where, when we talk about like working that styling muscle and trial and error and all that kind of comes into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Because Christina, you were saying, bring, like, if we bring it back to values, what would you say, both of you, what would you say to someone who feels like their current closet is out of alignment with their values and they want to change, they want to feel like the clothes they're wearing are in alignment with their values and they're not. So they're feeling a little bit off, but like we don't have the financial means to completely replace the wardrobe. And also that's not really sustainable. So what would you mm-hmm. say to, to someone who has like recently discovered their values and is now feeling out of alignment with what they've already got? I think it depends on what those values are. Like for example, mm-hmm. if it's if it's wanting less or if it's wanting to be more sustainable, I mean, I think it all kind of starts with your wardrobe. And I think that could... It could require a closet edit, but it could also require, you know, carefully adding a new piece or something like that. So I think it really depends on what the values are. But um, for me, it's always going to start with the current wardrobe that you have. And like, Mm -hmm. I think assessing what's getting used, why, what maybe what you reach for more often, whether it be a piece that's convenient versus a piece you actually love and that actually makes you feel good figuring out how to wear certain pieces that you want to wear, determining the why behind why you want to wear that piece. Like, why did you buy it in the first place? What was your vision with it? So I think it's a lot of, to me, it's a question of like, start with why and then ask why to the why until you yeah. really get to the core. Go mm. deeper. Yeah, I completely that? agree. It, it, it starts, always starts with your wardrobe because it's likely that there's already something in there working Mm-hmm. Um, no matter if it if you're satisfied with that or not, we always kind of need that foundation. Um, so I would always start with, um, yeah, assessing what's what's already working. It's mm-hmm. I think it's highly unlikely that nothing is working. Uh, it it yes, definitely like not I'm not undermining that feeling. You can mm-hmm. get like caught up in feeling super totally. overwhelmed and just be like, I absolutely have nothing to wear. Like nothing yeah. is working. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree. I would definitely focus on that and then kind of building on from there to, yeah. to see like what functional requirements do you have? Like I, I kind of like, you know, there's the whole dress for success kind of thing, which, um, you know, really what it's about is is to like, you know, if you if it's because you get a new job and you have new requirements for what you wear at your job, it's it's about figuring out how can you like 
build a wardrobe or build outfits that are coherent with that and appropriate for that job without losing yourself mm. as well. That's really important. Yeah. I like how both of you kind of answered that question with like you starting from within and internal because I think it's something, especially in the like slow and sustainable fashion space, especially if people are new, it's so easy to get overwhelmed by like all of the shitty things about the fashion industry. And it's mm. like animal cruelty, labor conditions, da, 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 da. and I think it's it's very easy to be like, well, my closet doesn't align like I don't believe in in slave labor so my nothing aligns in my closet but it's like no 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 like yes it's important that you care about all of the issues but you we physically cannot satisfy all of mm. them with our closet like you yeah. we, great that you care about you know animal rights and all that but like what are the pick so like I think like pick two or three like pick your top core values like you cannot care about everything and express it so like choose the values and what's important to you as you both said like figure it out from inside and start from there and then yeah you'll probably find that you have items that you're fine with also yeah and through that process obviously like uh wearing your values so like buying into like supporting brands that align with your values or your new values if you're trying to be a more uh like sustainable consumer is great but it's also wearing your values to just wear what you already have yes that's huge and too. i know people can't necessarily see that like it's not like you can say oh yeah i bought this at, from this like amazing slow fashion brand mm-hmm. um it's actually just old h&m which might great. not sound as quite as glamorous or whatever but it's but equally it's great. Val- yeah yeah you know, old h&m is probably made higher quality back then anyway totally. <laughs> yeah Fully <laughs> compared Fully. to now. Yeah. <clears throat> but my other thought with this is like, as you kind of, it's very easy to get caught up in that. And mm-hmm. I feel like, especially if you have perfectionistic tendencies, that's where you really like, it's important to be reasonable with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, and think if like the value that you want to adhere to versus what feels natural in your gut. One thing I think about a lot is like, is this a true value for me or am I just being a perfectionist? Am I just chasing perfection? So Mm -hmm. that's where I think really feeling, like knowing if something feels off and kind of trying to dig deeper into why that is. And that might need some like journaling out. It might need some, you know, you might need to talk through it with somebody. But I think because of like, you know, the minimalist movement, even the sustainability movement, it, I feel like it can really uh, foster a lot of perfectionism and all or none thinking, mm-hmm. which makes it, again, this is my technical term, it can feel really yucky. <laughs> yeah, so, I love that. It's the best yeah. descriptor. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, keeping that in mind as well, because a lot of times, like for me personally, I'd struggle with things and I'd be like, does this feel gross because I'm just trying to be too adherent, like too, am I trying to be something that maybe I'm not? Am I fighting against something else? Like, Mm -hmm. so um, I think it leans into leaning into your authenticity and just like listening to your gut too. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for rounding out that point. Yeah. 
I feel like I just like yell things at people. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I love. I like how you kind of brought it. Like that was that was really well said. Thank you. Um, okay. I don't know. I feel like we covered a lot. Any any mm-hmm. key takeaways that either of you want to mention, Sina? Um, I think it just if we round it up, like fashion as self care is that you know yes, clothing can definitely like manage your mood, and it can be a like positive source of like inspiration and connection with other people, and and it is definitely like a way to explore yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it yeah totally as a form of self-care I think so too and for me it's like the main thing I I say this a lot is but going broke to treat yourself is not self-care so yes and and self-care can be like again as we sort of mentioned at the beginning a lot of people think of it as like bubble baths and retail therapy and that kind of thing and I don't I mean sure it can feel good in the short term and I I'm not knocking a bubble bath or even a shopping trip, but it's like, mm-hmm. what's the motivation behind it? And I think true self-care, as you mentioned before, Alyssa, is like living in alignment with your values and discovering <clears throat> discovering that about yourself. Because self-care doesn't have to cost money. Um, and I think these are all just things that we can do just to like serve that part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You're both so wise. I think that was a really good conversation. Um, (laughs) Okay. So I think we'll wrap it up here. I feel like there were some really good takeaways. We'll leave everything that we talked about, uh, any references in the show notes. But uh, thank you for listening, if you made it this far. Um, If you're watching on YouTube, let us know what you're thinking in in the comments below. Give us a listen. Rate the podcast. It's a lot of fun. And we want to be able to do this for you for a long time hopefully I don't know (laughs) so do all those things and uh, we'll see you in the next one ciao thank you so much for joining in our conversation this week if you're enjoying the show we'd love it if you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple and leave us a rating and review it's one of the best ways to support the sustain this podcast at zero cost to you We're also a community-led podcast, so if you have any questions for us, topic requests, or even guests you want to hear from, please send us a DM on Instagram at sustainthis underscore podcast. We read all of our comments and look forward to hearing from you. We hope you join us again next Tuesday, where we'll talk about so much more than clothes. Ciao!